Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are y'all doing as we get ready for spooky season coming to an end? And uh, big fan of that happening because that means the best holidays right around the corner, Turkey Day. I am a big fan of Turkey Day. Tradition is as fantastic as ever. You got the taters, you got the, the turkey, you've got the MST3K on the Pluto TV. Um, just as uh, Tom Turkey had intended. The hell was that all about? Who knows? The point is this. We're lambasted it with hockey uh, coming up here. Uh, Black Bears, Team Maryland, all the Stevensons, all the Navy, all the Towson, Maryland women, we're getting ready as we get going in the middle of October. Hey, Black Bears, we'll start with them. We always do. Uh, unless they're off, and that will happen in mid-November. So, you know, be prepared for that. But in any case, we'll start off with the Black Bears right here. They took on the Northeast Generals. They were, uh, they saw the Generals two weekends ago, or two weekends previous. So second time in the last three weeks, if you're doing the math. Um, and if you can't understand me, which is fine. So we got ourselves a situation where Northeast comes back. They're having a great time. Uh, Northeast kind of splitting their weekends uh, since that, uh, since three weekends ago, uh, so we will have to see what happens of that. And they came in Friday. They were looking for some blood. They were looking really, really uh, fast to start things off with. Uh, and three twenty-seven in Paul Menahan with his sixth of the year. He has been a big factor for the uh, Northeast Generals. You know, getting in those open spaces, finding the way in. Uh, he gets on the board first, making it one to nothing. A lot of chances for the Black Bears coming in. Odd man rushes. Problem is, offside here. Ref gets in the way there. Offside here. It just was a bad luck situation in the first period. Even so much so, the scoreboard decided to go out. And uh, there were some clock problems in that. But the team down there at Piney Orchard Ice Arena got things as piecemeal together as they could. Herb had to give out some time calls for a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, they uh, do a great job out there. They were very diligent, got it done quick. Apparently a wire was a little loose. And who who among us cannot say the same? Am I right, folks? He knows what I'm talking about. Black Bears just having some turnover problems in their own end. The first goal was a bit of a turnover situation. Uh, just couldn't get a handle of the puck, and that led to the second goal. As a turnover of the own end makes it 2-1-1, and Jared Scott with a wonderful uh, pass uh, over to Menahan, and so much so that he didn't need a stick. He just kicked the kicked it over, a nice little re, uh, uh, run pass. Menahan finishes run two to nothing, uh, with eight seconds left in the frame. Kind of a backbreaker there for that period for the Black Bears. Uh, things weren't that bad in the second period as Demetri Kibrew, uh, he gets his first in the NHL in tight space, finds a way around, cuts in front of the net, cuts the lead in half. His first of the season. Dylan Wegner, his fourth assist. And Ryan Bottrell, uh, his 14th uh, assist of the season. Northeast had some chances, though, uh, coming out after that. They uh, had a great shift after that. Put some uh, pucks on net, had some yawning cages there. Uh, they've been looking back door, and that was a thing that they really excelled at this weekend. Maryland just saw, didn't see the guys behind them uh, sneaking in from the point, sneaking in from the top of the circle, kind of bit them a couple times, uh, and then a bouncing puck in front of the net finds the back of the net. Credit to uh, uh, Kyle Schroeder on that play. Ryan Gordon made a nice little move on the power play 
and that made it three to one. Uh, and they, the Black Bears just kind of getting floored offensively. Uh, Northeast with 15s across the board for shots at that point. Maryland keeping up. They were they were getting their chances too, but it seemed that uh, Cullen DeYoung just could not be beaten. It was one of those situations where uh, mind over matter at this point. But a little beat here as Aiden Bruich, uh midway through the third period, he gets a nice little chance uh, in front of the net. He makes no doubt about it there uh, as uh, he gets himself a, a battle in front of the net, wins the last battle, gets it in the goal, and it's 3-2 to two on that one. And uh, we got Laker Aldridge, who's his third assist, Brad McNeil, his eighth assist of the year. Then after that, Bruich takes a penalty for holding. He's in the box, but right after his penalty expires, he picks the puck off. He goes down 2-1-1, takes a shot, and Johnny P's got a great shot of the probably um, most heartbreaking uh, shot we've seen as the puck off the shaft of the goalie stick of the young and out of the net. The It fooled everybody. The goal light went on, flickered on, and then that was that. And nothing happened, 3-2. On that one, Maryland kept pressing. Northeast kept counterpunching on this one until uh, David Andrewchuk. He scores with uh, just under three minutes remaining as uh, they get on the board with a shot from the outside. Looked like it was a, a screen in front, a drive-by, but Andrewchuk gets full marks on that one. Um, Black Bears trying to press. They pull the goalie pretty early in this one. Uh, as you try to do down two goals, but then uh, Douglas Freeberg gets the empty net goal after that. Then after that, right off the faceoff, Elliot LaRoe finds uh, Ryan Bottrell, who finds Dimitri Kibru. Kibru goes in for the forehand-backhand, forehand goal, his second of the game, second of the year. Bottrell, 15th assist. LaRoe, his fourth assist. And then 30 seconds or so after that, 35 if you're, or 36 if you're scoring at home, uh, Kiefer with the second empty net goal. Of the game, his seventh of the year. That would do it. Six to three, the final. Very low key penalty game, but that would change in the next one. Uh, Michael Morelli had a solid game, 39 saves in the losing effort. He played well when called upon. Uh, some mishaps here and there, I think, just all around defensively. Uh, turnovers here, there, and everywhere. That didn't help either. And uh, we get ourselves a uh, Black Bears uh, defeat, snapping their four-game winning streak, snapping their six-game point streak. But records are meant to be broken, and you start one anew for the next game, and that's exactly what the Maryland Black Bears did as they went ahead and they got themselves a win on Saturday night. How did that happen? Well, I'm getting to it. Jeez, for Pete's sake. Uh, in the, in the uh, first third, the big key for this one, was Black Bears getting a better start than they did on Friday. I don't think they got a great start on Friday. Um, and I think they just kind of, I don't know, just something seemed off about that game for the Black Bears overall. They, they're usually a little bit better. Even if they get down really quick, they are, they're good about rebounding. Something about Friday just felt off. Saturday, they get into it. Uh, 58 seconds in, Laker Aldridge uh, with the pressure, finds the rebound, tucks it in one to nothing. Uh, that's Aldridge's third goal. He has been fantastic since coming over from Fairbanks. Uh, Kevin Scott, his second assist of the year, assist of the year after he made the initial shot. Aiden Bruich got it up to him, his third assist of the year. Uh, Northeast really taking some shots on there, trying to find a backdoor, trying to find guys behind the defense too. What they would do is they would break a guy early if the puck got to the top of the circles, trying to find a bank pass off the board, springing the defenseman or springing the forward. But luckily, the Maryland defense was keeping up with them 
narrowing that down. Sure, they were exiting zone a little bit early, but I think the coverage there was a lot better than what they did. Even when they did get through, uh, Luca DePasco was tremendous in net. Uh, I think you know him and Relly did very well this weekend, despite the scoring that did happen. But DePasco was uh, very uh, up to the task in this one. Uh, Miles Gunty just let one rip towards the end of the period. Under five minutes, he crosses the blue line and just lets it go. It fools Cullen DeYoung, and it is 2-0. That's Gunty's first NEHL goal uh, of his career, so adaption head taps to him. Luke Van Wy, 13th assist of the year. Elliot LaRoe, his fifth assist of the season. We go into the break one to or two to nothing. Maryland Black Bears. It was quite a uh, quite an a, a interesting event after that Gunty goal as Aiden Bruich takes another hit from behind. I think this is third or fourth of the season. He's a big dude. I don't know how you don't see those numbers at all. Reckless play goes unpunished. That said, Maryland did have one later on in the in the game that went unpunished as well. But still, that's that's no excuse. That's dangerous hockey on both sides of the puck. Um, so Aiden Bruage did not return on that game. And then Philip Tornquist just ripping shots left, right, and center as he hit Ryan Bottrell in front of the net uh, with one shot, then hits a linesman with another one on a dump in. The linesman was gone for the game. And then we're down to a referee and a linesman. So offsides and icing were just a suggestion at some point. Uh, however, in the second period, uh, Matthew Boxar gets his uh, gets his third of the season right off the draw, kind of like a set play off an icing. Away they go in the net, uh, and that is two to one. Cut the lead in half. Three minutes, uh, less than three minutes later than that, a wonderful pass by Brandon Piku just through all three zones. Finds Connor Bennett on the breakaway. He's no doubt about it. Bennett, his first NAHL goal as well. He, uh, Biku with his seventh assist. Kevin Scott, his third assist of the season on that one. That made it 3-1 Black Bears, but Northeast battling uh, with the with the uh, PK. A turnover in their own zone. Northeast uh, jumps all over it. They get a shorthanded goal. Brent Kiefer, his eighth of the year, going to the break 3-2. Now coming out in the third, Black Bears knew that they need to get off, uh, get off quick, and that's what they did. Two forty-three in, Brandon Piku finally gets a goal. He was frustrated all season long on this one, or all season long, all weekend long, uh, rather, as uh, Piku just gets a great pass from Aldrich and he puts it home. That would be Piku's uh, seventh of the year, Aldrich's fourth assist. Philip Tornquist with a secondary assist on that, his second of the year. Power play for Northeast. Uh, you know, they get the Black Bears getting some penalty troubles. Northeast gets within one as uh, Paul Menahan finds that finds that open space, puts it home. His eighth of the year. It's four to three at this point. Maryland comes back in a big way though as the captain. Oh, captain by captain. Uh, great keep in the zone by Piku finds the captain on the side of the, the side of the net. That's his second goal of the year. Piku his eighth assist. Then empty netters, empty netters galore. Laker Aldridge, he gets his empty netter, fourth of the year uh, from uh, LaRoe. And Luca Pasco getting an assist on that one. So that's the Pasco's one. Both Maryland Black Bears goaltenders have an assist on the season. So we can reset the clock on that one. Then uh, with 15 seconds remaining, Dimitri Kibru hits third of the season, third of the weekend. Uh, empty netter, shorthanded goal. And that will do it. 7-3, to three, the final. Uh, Luca DePasco with a 36 save effort in the victory 
And the Black Bears split the weekend, and they stay atop the East Division standings. Uh, where we look at right now, they are now three points clear of New Jersey. Both teams playing uh, 16 games a pop, so it's a very even situation. New Jersey, one of the hotter teams with six points, a six point, uh, six game point streak, rather easy for me to say. And the Black Bears now go to Danbury, go up to Connecticut, face the Junior Hattricks. We'll see what happens. Could be a trap weekend. You gotta make sure that they don't take this record uh, for granted. As uh, Danbury is three eight and two, eight points in the season, uh, and they are, you know, they're they're battling. So this is gonna be a game where the Black Bears just have to start digging, 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 and hope uh, hope to get themselves some uh, wins on this one. Leave no doubt, I think, on this one. You have to uh, for these games this weekend. So they're all on hockey TV. Friday night, Saturday night, check it out, and uh, obviously we'll review it here uh, next week. Only one game for Team Maryland this weekend. They went up to uh, New Jersey on Sunday, played at the Jersey Shore Arena. T-shirt time indeed, as it were. They took on the 87s, the two top teams in the South Division, and uh, man, oh man, it was, a, it was a tight one, much like it was a couple weeks ago, a tight one. For sure. Maryland gets on the board first. 2.30 in. J.J. Creighton from the point just wings it up there. Owen Schmidt, nice little pass up to him. That made it one to nothing on that one. Uh, four minutes later, Peyton Jones of New Jersey gets them even. And it was a tight game. We're talking like, you know, usually EHL games that we've seen between Maryland, Team Maryland and other teams. Each team's got 35, 40, 50 shots. This one under uh, 25 apiece on each side. So... Uh, a very tight contest, neutral zone battles. Uh, Maryland uh, gave up a lot of penalties, though. Maryland had a lot of penalties, uh, but luckily the 87s were 0 for 7 in that juncture. Uh, nothing in the second period in terms of scoring, and then Farrell Din, he gets himself a goal, a nice little uh, shot off the side of the net, coming around the net, banks it off uh, New Jersey's goaltender, Owen Haynes, who had had a really good game uh, you know, throughout but uh, Farrell Din just throws it out there. Good things happen. Owen Schmidt, Bobby Geyer on the assist, and that is how we left it as the uh, Team Maryland, even though they got, after that goal, four straight penalties, uh, they were able to fend it all off, including a, a brief five-on-three there for uh, New Jersey. Fend it all off. They go home. Uh, Two-to-one victors. Gideon Sullivan, 24 saves in the winning effort. And a big, big situation for Team Maryland as they sit five points clear of the 87s in the South Division. And they are currently uh, tops in the EHL uh, with a 11-3-0 record, 22 points on the season. So really good to see Team Maryland continuing to succeed, making it sure it's not a mirage. It's, a, it's the real deal Holyfield in this one. Uh, and now we look ahead to this weekend as they go to Protect, the Protect Ponds, and they will take on the Ducks Friday at noon, Saturday at 6.30, all Eastern time. Catch that on Hockey TV as well. Uh, cheer on Team Maryland. I think this team is a special team right here. We're, we're looking at something really good with this Team Maryland squad, and we will have to see what this goes ahead with Josh Fusco can do with this team and uh, where they can go from here. Uh, the big thing, penalties. Obviously, get those limited and I think all things considered, this should be really good for this team moving forward. Uh, Stevenson, the uh, Stevenson men and women's teams pre 
season rankings, everybody. We know we are amped for it. You're amped for it as their season, the men's seasons get started uh, this weekend. The women, the weekend after, I think. Yeah, I think that's how that works. What's What does the schedule say here? Nope, they both get started this weekend. I can't do math. What threw me off was this uh, Lebanon Valley exhibition that happened on Saturday for the men that we don't know if it happened because no one knows if there's a score or not. There's no score on the website. It just says it's still happening. So can you do? Uh, so there we are. Uh, the men will be at SUNY Canton this weekend. The uh, the women will be at Tyne and then at Adrian. Oh, Adrian! Uh, for the weekend. So two big tests on that one. But... The preseason polls did come out for the women. They are uh, they're going to be interesting to watch. The are uh, in the poll third in the end uh, the UCHC preseason poll behind Nazareth and Utica. Uh, and then when you look at the MAC, they're favored to win the MAC uh, in uh, running away. It seems like as they are the number one over Alverna and Lebanon Valley on that. So really good to see the women kind of ex- uh, getting up there. Uh, making sure that they're making their names their their uh, names felt that that didn't make sense their main their names known that's better in this one for the men's side they are number one in the uh, in the MAC uh, above Lebanon Valley and Wilkes and UCHC they're uh, predicted or at least the poll so far to start off with uh, number two overall behind Utica and just above Wilkes on this one so we'll see. If the good times do indeed keep rolling for the Stevenson Mustangs on both sides of the puck, we'll just have to see how these games pan out for them uh, starting uh, this weekend. SUNY uh, Canton for the men, Trine and uh, the Adrian for the women. The Naval Academy midshipmen were at home this weekend, and they actually did play against Westchester. Uh, Westchester had canceled games in the past against Towson, uh, and the women's, uh, the men's and women's teams have canceled games. All across the board there, but they went to uh, McMullen and uh, Navy gave them a, a pretty uh, warm welcome, I think. Uh, and by warm, I mean kind of chilly in the grand scheme of things. Seven won the final on Friday night over uh, Westchester. That's not necessarily the best Chester, as uh, that's not the that's not the other score I wanted. Uh, so uh, seven to one the final on this. We get things started. Uh, One twenty two in. Thomas Kristinich, he gets himself his second goal of the season. And then not uh, not too long after that, Navy goes ahead 2-0 uh, with a Jake Barbario goal. His first of the year, Joe Darty with the assist on that one. Before penalty troubles strike uh, Navy and uh, Westchester gets on the board on the power play for Alexander Peltier, his first of the year. Then in the second period, little back and forth, the Navy putting shots on like no other. They're just trying to get out there. And then on the shorthanded attempt, Jack Burke, his 30 of the year from Brendan Reynolds, puts Navy up 3-1, to one, and they didn't look back from there. After that, the midshipmen go ahead 4 to nothing on an Evan Adams goal, his first of the season. Anders Gilbranson with his third assist of the year. And then the third period just gets started really fast. Evan Adams, 26 seconds in. His second goal of the year, Michael Rock, uh, second goal of the season, second goal of the game, second goal of everything. Michael Rockovich on the assist, his sixth assist of the year. Uh, then Nick Allen with the uh, his first goal of the year, Jack Burke on the assist, and then on the power play, Brendan Reynolds just rips one home, three 
for him on the season. Nathan Hyden with the goal, and that is all she wrote on that. Charles Doherty with uh, 27 saves in the victory in this one. Uh, a big, big outing for Navy as they came back home from a big win over Delaware in the shootout last weekend. Or, yeah, last weekend, last Saturday. So that's that. So Navy uh, went ahead. They played a second game as well. You bet. You best better believe it. As they took on the uh, Temple University Owls. Hoo-hoo! Uh, at McMullen again, a uh, home set looking for the sweep in this one. And didn't look good from the onset. Now, first uh, first period, nothing going there. A lot of back and forth. Navy offensively doing a lot better uh, than Temple. But very tight checking game in the middle. Uh, then in the second period, Temple, it took them all long enough. I mean, this is, this is a shooting gallery this entire period. Navy 19-13. But the only one that matters is the first one is Sean McDowell with his first goal of the season for Temple at 15-21. Six seconds later, Logan Hurwitz with a goal, his first of the season, 2 nothing immediately down. Uh, then, you know, all heck broke loose down at the end of the season with uh, no almost no time on the clock. Nick Allen with the uh, second goal of the season, 2-1 to one going into the locker room, and a lot of things needed to get go right for Navy to get things going. It seemed like it was going to be a tight game, and they got going real quick. A minute in on the dot, on the power play, Evan Adams from the dot throws it in. Uh, and he puts it in the goal. Third of the season for him. Brendan Reynolds, third assist. Nathan Hyden, second assist of the seasons. And then Evan Adams again, a big weekend. Four goals on the weekend. His fourth coming with 420, 419 left. Almost blaze it. At, uh, with 419 left, Evan Adams puts it home. Michael Rakovich, his seventh assist. That's a power play goal. And uh, that's all she wrote on that one. Uh, Charles Dartery with the win again. He uh, he gets the win, comes in in relief for Casey McCormick, who uh, had 16 saves in the game. And then uh, Doherty with the 11-save uh, effort was in for the game-winning goal. He'll get the win on this one. And Navy sweeps the weekend. Does really good for them, I think, when you, when you look at the grand scheme of things because, uh, yeah, going forward, this is going to be huge as they get into more into ECHA play uh, this week. Uh, as we move ahead, as I sit right now, Navy, according to the ACHA website, three, two, and one on the season, kind of sitting mid-pack, 39th of uh, the a lot of teams that are in, in this whole thing. Why does it say 367? That's amazing. So uh, that's where Navy sits right now for the men's side. On the women's side, boy, howdy. Um, Friday night was an experience. It seemed like uh, there was no broadcast of this game, and maybe it. Ooh, I don't know how to. Okay, let's just let's just rip the bandaid off. Navy won eighteen to nothing over Montclair State University. Um, boy, where do we run through here? There's a lot of goals. There's eighteen goals to 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 go forth. So let's go this, um, as we can. Uh, Montclair State kind of holding things off in the first period until midway through when Brooke Gauthier, even strength goal from Christina Cornello, makes it one to nothing. Then a minute 59 later, Lauren Power. No one person should have Lauren Power. Then 159 later, Lauren Power just powers it home on the power play from Brooke Gauthier and Christina Cornello. Two to nothing there. Uh, Navy keeps on putting the things on goal. Montclair State. Can't find an answer. 
Elizabeth Perry makes it three nothing from Isabella Ross, and then Quinn Ramos um, a minute and a half after that from Alyssa Nowicki four nothing after one period of play. Then the second period happened. Eight goal second period, a snowman second period for the Naval Academy. Uh, Michaela Stangle with the uh, first one, 229 in. Elizabeth Perry on the assist. That's 5 nothing. Elizabeth Perry wants to get on the goal scoring action again. Her second of the game. Uh, Kirsta Wheelock with the assist, making it 6 nothing. Then Christina Cornello adds a goal to her two assists right there. Brooke Gauthier uh, with an assist as well on that. Isabella Ross, 45 seconds after Cornello, gets the 8-0 goal. Quinn Ramos on the assist there. Uh, Elizabeth Perry, her second goal of the game, all alone, 10-43 in. And then Cornello, her second of the game from Stangle and Nowicki. Then Kirsto Wheelock with an even-strength goal from Ramos. And then Nowicki closing out the period uh, with an even-strength goal from Gauthier on Cornello. It's 12-0 going into the uh, third period. No wiki again, 40 seconds in. Pops one home. Gautier on Cornello on the assist. Lauren Power back in the action um, a minute and two seconds after that. Perry and Wheelock on the assist on that one. Took another three and a half minutes before Ramos puts one home. Wheelock with the assist. Elizabeth Perry gets on the even strength tip as uh, she puts one home. Catherine Brown and Isabel Ross on the assist. Isabel Ross at 10:59, gets a goal, and then Lauren Power at 17:58 uh, ends it. 18 to nothing is the final in this one. Uh, Alyssa Nowicki two goals, two assists. Elizabeth Perry four goals, two assists. Uh, Michaela Stangle a goal and an assist. Lauren Power uh, three goals. Quinn Ramos two goals, two assists. Brooke Gauthier a goal and four assists. Krista, uh, Kirsta Wheelock, a goal and three assists. Isabella Ross, two goals, two assists. Uh, Christina Cornello, two goals, four assists. And uh, Julia Chenoweth has registered as only two saves because it doesn't look like they registered anything other, uh, any other shots than goals in the first two periods. So take that for what it's worth. And uh, Christina Cornello just adding to her uh, her totals this year as uh, she has been uh, pretty, pretty good this season. Uh, and it doesn't show here because, for some reason, the DVCHC website does not like to take running stats. Uh, let's click this tab. Does it show anything? Nope, no stats available. Okay, well, whatever. So these teams were supposed to play on Saturday night as well, and there's no note of it on the DVCHC website. It's slated on the ACHA website, uh, but there is no score. As I sit here um, recording this, no score here. Uh, I don't think Navy's women's team has a Twitter anymore, so I can't see updates on that. But we'll see what happens. We'll see if this thing actually went off or what have you. But uh, Navy just walking through things once again. They will uh, they will go take on Rowan and Delaware this weekend. The Navy men will go up to Lehigh and William Patterson on a road trip on that one. Navy women will be at home, so you can catch those games at McMullen Ice Arena. Check your uh, check your local listings for more. Navy's D2 team played in the uh, CHF. They took on the Maryland Terrapins D3 squad. 4-3 win on that one. And again, I don't see anything on the CHF website um, in terms of scores or results. Uh, so that is a bummer. 
because you can't really give um, the full accolades needed on either side of this. But um, trust me when I say I saw the I saw the game uh, in its entirety on YouTube, and you guys can too if you go to the uh, McMullen Ice Brigade YouTube page. They have all the games archived there if you can get it because I was actually stymied because there's a copyright claim because of the music playing overhead, so I couldn't go back and watch a full game of one of the Navy ones. So beware of that, I suppose, as well. Shifting over to Towson uh, as we get going here. The uh, Towson Tigers, they went up to uh, they went to William Patterson this weekend and a big game on Friday night as the uh, Tigers come back in true fashion in a big, big way. Three goals in the third, they get a victory. Uh, four to three, even though they were severely outshot, sixty to thirty-one on this one from William Patterson. William Patterson got it uh, got it going five eighteen in on the power play. Thomas Bauer his sixth of the season, uh, and then uh, towards the end of the period, Avin Marvin from uh, William Patterson makes it two nothing to end out the frame. Uh, Tyleson gets going seven twenty nine in the second though. Tyler Mercier his second goal of the season from Justin Brown and Drew Lustig on the power play. And uh, they kept attacking on that. But William Patterson with a minute 14 left. Thomas Boyle, his second of the season. William Patterson up 3-1. to one. And then the Tigers dug in deep. And they used a little special teams on this one. First starting off with uh, Justin Brown shorthanded 2.30 into the uh, third period. Makes it 3-2, to two, William Patterson. And then Tyler Mercier, his second of the game uh, on the power play, ties the game. Jack Callahan and Jack Ellis on the assist, both Three, all threes on that one. Third goal, third assist for each of those players there. And then with only 6.45 remaining, Samuel Rudnick, his first of the campaign. Callahan and Mercier on the assist, and that's all she wrote. That's all you needed to know because that was the game. Four to three, the final for Towson. Daniel Ludwig faced a ton of shots, saved 57 of them, and he was a big, big component in this one in this victory for Towson. Uh, on the season a riding high after a, a Friday night win go into a Saturday afternoon game and a second period that they would like to have back I'm sure Towson as they get down eight to four on the game 440 in uh, Jason Lastra of William Patterson he goes ahead and puts him up one to nothing uh, on his sixth of the year Drew Lustig gets his first of the year uh, 16 seconds after that uh, and ties the game Jack Callahan and Derek McKee on the assist, McKee, his first assist for the Tigers. Uh, things kind of stymied after that. Towson actually out shooting William Patterson, 17-15 in this one. It was a, it was a, another high, actually a really high shooting uh, game as well on both sides. In the second, though, Alex Cavalusto for William Patterson gets his third of the year, puts them up two to nothing. Towson ties the game almost at the midway point. Jake Listy, his first of the season from Ryan Gilroy and Samuel Rudnick. And then right after that, back-to-back goals for William Patterson. Adam Marvin first with his sixth of the year. And then uh, 50-some seconds later, Jason Lastra, his seventh of the year, second of the game, to put William Patterson up 4-2. to two. Jake Listy with the second goal of the game, uh, 11.56 in. A big, big span here where a lot of goals were scored. Uh, Justin Brown, his third assist. And then Matthew Barbary for William Patterson scores his first of the year. Adam Marvin then after that. Uh, minute 15 after that goal, he scores his second of the game to put William Patterson up uh, by a count of, what was that, 6-3 to three going into the third period. Adam Marvin completes the hat trick 
839 in, his eighth of the year. Then on the power play for William Patterson, Nicholas Jinks scores his first of the season. Jake Listy completes his hat trick uh, shorthanded with a 49 seconds remaining, but it would not be enough as Towson loses uh, 8-4 to in this one. Daniel Ludwig, 45 saves in the defeat. A heavy, heavy weekend for him uh, overall, but Towson showing a gritty effort, not really giving up, not really getting blown out. Uh, had a great goalie to keep him in it as well. So, uh, you know, good things. Split weekend. Can't complain about that, especially against a team that threw uh, so many shots at you. So many shots at you. And then they were able to hold him off. Uh, Towson will now go to Westchester. Uh, they will take on Westchester on Friday and then take on St. Joseph's D2 squad on Saturday night. Going to the women's team, uh, the Towson women went to... University of Pennsylvania take on the Quakers. And Towson gets off to a uh, a quick start in this one as midway through the first. Lane Sky makes it one nothing Towson. And then uh, just under two minutes later, a minute 58, Emily Sellers on the even strength. Anna Kehoe and Lily Warsaw on the assist on that. Towson's up 2 nothing going into the break. Then the second period kind of doomed the Tigers in this one as UPenn gets three or gets four straight goals throughout the period. Victoria Zamet starts it off to uh, 202 into the frame. Uh, five minutes later, uh, Lachlan Marsh with that one ties it up. Then Ansley Rexford midway through the period gets uh, the Quakers up, and then with 115 remaining in the period, Evie Sorrell on the power play four to two going into the break. Penn scores another one as uh, Gina Weris makes it 5-2, 11-25 in. And then two seconds later, even strength, no goal score. Just says even strength here. The assists go to Anna Kehoe and Emily Sellers. So shout out to even strength for that goal. Uh, Towson gets it to within one as Emily Sellers puts uh, another goal home. Three points on the night for her. Uh, Amy Gnu with the assist. Uh, then UPenn puts a two-goal lead again. Victoria Zamet again. On the goal, makes it 6-4. to four. Lane Sky gets her second of the game, 6-5. to five, But with 30 seconds later, even strength, uh, Lachlan March with the goal, 7-5, to five, the final in this one. Uh, player stats overall, what? No player data detail. All right. DVCHC, I love you, but my goodness, some stuff. You know, you got to put some stats out here. So Towson women, a valiant effort, really digging back, really liking the, the spirit of this team right now. Uh, with the with Towson University is putting on. So as they get going, as they gel a little bit more, I'm sure things will start to come together more. And they got some time as uh, they won't play again until November 12th, and they play Navy. So a true test as we have a matchup of the uh, of uh, 695, I think, into 50, into 450, Riva Road. I don't know. I'm just naming landmarks at this point. Uh, as I'm waiting for the uh, the Maryland women to uh, game to load up, and they they had a a task ahead of them as well. They went ahead. They went up to Villanova, uh, and unfortunately, they dropped this one six to one. Is the final here? Uh, Seven fifteen in. Samantha Pulley for Villanova gets on the board, gets the thing started, and then there you go. After that, it's a, a long time run in second period. Jasmine Messino for Villanova, her second of the year, makes it 2-0. And then Annalise uh, Monopoly, her second goal of the year. Uh, that's her That's her name. That's what it says here. I'm saying it phonetically. 3-0 going into the break. Pulley, her second goal of the year, 342 
into the third period or second of the game, fourth of the year, and then Mary Rosnick, her first of the season, uh, seven forty-three into the third, making it five nothing. Maryland gets on the board. Catherine O'Reilly, her fourth of the season, unassisted, and then Villanova putting the dagger in there. Uh, Nadia Dentel with the her third goal of the year and a six to one final on this one. Corey Benson in net for the uh, for University of Maryland. I don't think that's right. I think it's Riley Chadwick who was in goal. Man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Riley Chadwick, ACHA. What are we doing here? In any case, um, that was the final in that one. Maryland now takes on Loyola, Maryland this weekend in one game, I do believe, on the 30th or Friday night. So Loyola, Maryland's been off a bit, so it will be uh, interesting to see how they come out, see if there's any rust on them. They can shake that off and then move on from there. Stevenson's uh, D2 and D3 squads were in action. We'll start with the D2 squad. They took on Liberty, and um, it was a learning experience is what we'll we'll say about this one. As on uh, Friday night, Liberty uh, won 13 to nothing, out shooting Stevenson 77 to 16. In this one, uh, I will not go through all the goals. We will go through uh, Marcelo Pal- uh, Palacios with 64 saves in this in this effort. Um, it looks like the Stevenson squad, as as it's rostered here, um, two, four, six, eight, ten skaters and two goalies uh, against a squad that just packed to the gills so you know learning experience in this one liberty takes that one saturday night liberty takes it again uh, i believe the score was 12 to 1 in this one they don't have a score sheet up here on acha um so kind of miffed about that uh not being up so uh, let's actually check here and yeah no stats on this one um but I do believe it was 12-1 if I do remember Liberty taking that one. So I don't know the goal scorer for um, Stevenson. But, uh, yeah, it was a learning experience. Liberty, their club team is just uh, very, very high caliber. Say what you will about the school in general. And plenty of people are saying it because the dean of the school and the founder of the school are scumbags. Um, but, I mean, it. You only get better by taking those defeats as a program. You you see it, and you and you take that as a learning experience, and you go with it one way or the other. So, hopefully, they can take take it with in stride as much as they can, and then move forward with that uh, from there. The D three squad they uh, they went up to California University of Pennsylvania, Calupa. Uh, as they uh, took on, I believe these are the Thundermen. I don't know what their mascot is. It looks fantastic, though. Uh, in any case, no score sheet on this one on the ACHA website. So we'll go with this one. Uh, D3, 8-2 to two loss on Friday night against uh, Kalpa. And then on Saturday night, they dropped 5-2, to two, or Saturday afternoon, 5-2 to two was the final on that one uh, as well. So... We will see how they do moving forward. Only way to go is up. So we will see how Stevenson goes with this one. Let's get to some Hoyas uh, as we uh, move onward and upward through the whole situation that is uh, college hockey 
professional hockey, men's hockey, women's hockey, all the hockey, 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 oi, oi, oi. We'll start off with uh, Julia Blitz, the Potomac, Maryland native, is playing in her junior season at RPI, uh, and so far this season, uh, a goal uh, for the year, and that was a couple weeks back at Union. Uh, unfortunately, Elite Prospects doesn't do game-by-game game for women's hockey, apparently, so it uh, took me some time to kind of spot that. That's on me on that one. So, uh, yeah, we will have uh, all of that in this one. We'll have all of that going forward for her, uh, kind of like uh, RIT a couple years back uh, with Madison Ferrand. Uh, had to go to their actual website to get game-by-game game stats on that. But Julia Blitz, uh, one goal this season uh, with RPI, uh, even though they say uh, two goals uh, this season. Uh, for her, so I don't know if one got taken away, if one happened on the 24th that there, no one's talking about. So, um, yeah. So Julia uh, Blitz in a big, big way, former Washington Pride uh, player as well. So very cool to see her get things uh, onward and upward with that one. Check in with uh, Jen Daniel Johnson uh, as he is uh, playing for the Windy City Storm. Out there in, uh, yeah, that's it's Illinois. Yeah, Windy City, Chicago area. Uh, he's an Edgewood native, 16-year-old. Uh, and, uh, man, he is uh, he is something else. As uh, he has been not only drafted by the Youngstown Phantoms in the USHL, but also the Hamilton Bulldogs in the OHL. So in their priority draft. So far this season, in four games, a goal and four assists for the defenseman. 5'10", 187 at 16 years old. So be on the lookout for this kid going forward. Uh, of course, uh, you know, you got, you got to like something like that. You got to like him, uh, being able to establish himself in that, uh, in that kind of state. So, uh, we'll be looking out for him, daps and head taps to that, uh, for him. And then hopefully we'll hear more from him going forward. Adam Varga, he had an assist this week in his three games and a three, nothing win against Barry. That puts him up to, uh, five points on the season, four assists on the year as he keeps chugging along in his final season in the OHL uh, proper. Alex Poyer is, uh, or, or Poyer is going forward in a big, big way. The former Tomorrow's Ice goaltender and Delaney High standout, he is now over in the J J20 Division One with Alvesta uh, playing in net there. Uh, so he's been playing for the J uh, the J18 team where he's 2-2-0, the 316 goals against average. Uh, we will see how he goes. The Frederick, Maryland native, uh, 16 years old, undersized goaltender at 5'6", but, uh, you know, proving his skills overseas. And we will have to see what that translates to as he gets older and gets into his 17-, 18-year-old when the scouting really gets to start. It really starts to get intense in uh, this situation here. Uh, Aaron Randazzo, the Annapolis uh, native, he gets uh, some net time with the Green Bay Gamblers, gets a win over the Chicago Steel as well. 31 saves in the shootout victory as uh, he goes to 3-1-0 on the season with Green Bay. Uh, limited start time, but doing pretty well for himself when he is in there with a 9-0-1 save percentage. And Andrew Takis uh, had, a, uh, had an interesting weekend as well. He swept the weekend, though. He uh, had 32 saves on Friday in a 12-5 victory over uh, Maine, and then 30 saves in a much more team 4-1 victory uh, over there. So uh, Takis and the Titans are 
yeah, they're coming up. This is going to be a team to watch uh, for the Maryland Black Bears, and we will see what they can do and see how much we can get uh, going back and forth between the two. So should be a fun, interesting matchup against New Jersey. Always is, and then uh, we'll have to watch out for good old Takis, former former friend, now foe, going forward for uh, for this whole situation here. And that's it. That's all. My throat's hurting now. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. More than you know, uh, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been uh, Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. Get us on the Google, the Apple, the Spreaker, the Stitcher, the iHeart, the Spotify, the TuneIn, all that fun stuff. Check us on social media, Chesapeake HW Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, for all the fun pictures, FOHS Radio on Facebook, where Johnny P posts his Maryland Black Bear pictures there. To like talk to you guys in a week's time, please be good, be healthy, uh, take care, and uh, play that clutch and crab hockey. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.